Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Pour your sugar on us, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Chelsea beat Manchester City. West Ham are on the up. And River are the champions of South America. Vamos! Welcome, indeed, my darlings. And how are you, Pete Donaldson? I'm all right. And how are you, Jim Campbell? I'm good. And how I'm are you, ready. Luke Moore? Come on over to my place. Hey, girl, I'm having a party. Yes. Come over to my place. Hey, girl, and revoking Article 50. Yeah. <laughs> that was what was in my head just then. Okay. Sorry. Is that all it needs? Have That's you, all it needs. Come over you, to my house and we'll revoke Article 50 Have together. you got Article 50 that in your my... house? Are <laughs> 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 you the one holding us to ransom here? Yeah. Pete, if, how does Britain exit in the EU affect your patent for the infant chip bowl helmet? Well, it makes uh, emerging markets and selling indoors quite difficult, uh, but also the EU safety standards. They weren't a fan of my uh, contraption. No. No, hot hot cheese well and babies you. don't work Who is together. a fan of your contraption, Peter? <laughs> I am. Yeah. As it's often dubbed so would you, would you in be the tabloids. Would you potentially want to sell the prototype for, to raise some money for charity because it's not ever going to be made? Oh, good point. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, all right. the, the prototype's just a um, a cycle helmet mm-hmm. with um, a little small bowl gaffer taped on the top, isn't mm-hmm. it? Correct. Yeah, I've seen you wearing it around your house yep. on your Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> How does the infant steady it? Uh, it's not important. Let's get on with the show. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I think this has gone on. Is what way the patient officer said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
is what my eyes seem to say. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Chelsea, what a win against yeah. Manchester City. What a win! What a contrast to the previous matches. Um, they become the first team to beat Manchester City in the league this season. What a turnaround. Convincingly beaten by Tottenham Hotspur and lost to Wolves, of course, in the match that they sort of dominated at first and then were pegged back. They lost ultimately. When Manchester City came to town, Chelsea fans may well have been quaking in their little trainers, but uh, they've won 2 0. A clean sheet as well yeah. against Manchester City. Yeah. Quite magnificent. What was, what was so impressive as well is how City, they, you know, they had so much of the ball, particularly in the first half, but they, Chelsea didn't really let them do anything with it. And it's, look, once they got into the break, nil uh, nil, it, it seemed whoa, whoa, like whoa. they. Conte scored before the Sorry. break, mate. Yeah, well, once they got to that sort of, once they took the lead effectively. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that gave them the belief, like, you know what, we can come out a little bit more now. And they're a lot more sort of aggressive in the second half. That was definitely true. Man City in the first half, it looked like more of the same. It's just a matter of time. And it was strange. I, I, I suppose, I'm sure Chelsea fans will maybe tell me otherwise, but I hadn't seen a Chelsea performance like that at home where they were happy to play second best mm. for a large part of the game, really since like under Di Matteo in the Champions League. I'm sort of thinking Barcelona mm. when they came to town and, and Chelsea managed to win 1-0 through that Drogba goal. Chelsea really were thinking, OK, th- give them the ball, we'll try and contain them. It helped that Aguero wasn't there. I'd question the decision of having Jesus on the bench. Mm. Um, but he missed the chance on there, didn't he, anyway? Neither side mm. started with a striker. No, exactly. Yeah, which was interesting. So it, sh- it showed you that Chelsea were just sort of happy to contain and try and hit them Come on the back break. Aguero. That's all I'm asking. Indeed, Peter, <laughs> indeed. But, yeah, so, so Chelsea, you, you're right. They 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 really were looking like, oh, blimey, we, we're not going to get anything out of this. And every time Chelsea, they, they managed to win the ball, they'd often give it away. And it was kind of like, oh. Mm. And the crowd were like, here we go, another onslaught from Man City. What can they do? But they didn't do anything. Away. And then when Chelsea scored, it changed everything. Chelsea thought, hang on a bleed minute. You know, we, we're a decent side. We yeah. can now go. And actually... For the rest of the game, I, I didn't think it was it didn't play out like it did with the first no, forty-four I, I, minutes. Yeah, but I thought Manchester City still had enough in the tank. I thought they were. No, of course were, they were did. Putting, Man City. I think they were like put, putting on the pressure massively at points, and it was only when they scored their second goal I was like, oh, we can take the last ten minutes off. Lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Sarri's my, sort of comments were interesting after the game. Where he talked about Chelsea perhaps struggling for motivation against the smaller teams. Yeah, of course, implying they didn't struggle for motivation against mm. Man City. And that's not Tottenham Hotspur at Wembley. That's quite a weird. Um, well, yeah, I don't know what he was referencing specifically, but it's quite still quite a weird thing for a manager to say. It mm. is because, well, to be fair though, he has been critical of some of their performances despite the results they've been getting, hasn't he? He's, you know, he's I know, but it's quite, still, still more. To still quite a weird come. thing to say, and especially as one of those games where they performed so badly was against Tottenham. Yeah, which is sort of a bit. But like a he was probably referring directly to the Wolves game. Yeah, I expect. But but, but a one-off result can happen. It's a big test for Pep Guardiola and his team now because how they react to that and how they react to the pressure of Liverpool because last season. They responded really well after losing against Liverpool for the first time. Uh, they went on an amazing run and basically set themselves up to, to to win the league. I don't think they lost again until they lost to Old Trafford. Uh, or was it at the Etihad? Where they were, they, they it was at bit, the Etihad yeah, where Manchester United Until they lost to Man United when they were going to win yeah. the title. Uh, but they lost their first game of the season last season much later. Mm-hmm. It was in January, I think. It was obviously this one in December. Yeah. And there was no one really challenging them properly, was there then? Now yeah. they've got Liverpool breathing down their neck. And of course, now actually above them in the table... Um, and maybe it'll give the rest of the league a bit of confidence because other than Wolves, um, who really went for them, and of course they had that draw against Liverpool, the nil-nil. Mm-hmm. Where Liverpool just contained them and that's what I'm saying about Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea were very much like... Ugh. But a lot of teams, you feel like they just think they're beaten before they get there. That's right. Yeah. And I felt there was an element of that with Chelsea. Now maybe Sarri would say, ha-ha, that's what we wanted you to think, you know. But 
it did seem to play out like that. And in the, with the crowd, some of the reaction of the crowd, there was a bit of a feeling of, all oh, right, yeah, we're very yeah. much second best here. But when Kante scored that goal, it just sort of something lifted, I think. The spell was broken. Mm. It's especially interesting that given that Sarri has said that Kante could score more goals and he's had a lot of criticism for putting him in that <laughs> position. It's like, oh God, does, does this mean he's right or does this mean that he'll keep doing this for a bit longer because he appears to have been proven right? But um, It's I, a big question. It's going to be, if, if Chelsea don't achieve anything this season in spite of this result, it's going to be a question that needs to be answered because you're talking about a player who's arguably, as we said last week, arguably the best in the world in this position and he's having to play differently partly because of Sarri's dogmatic sticking to this 4-3-3 that he likes to play, but also because Jorginho is his main man. Jorginho's yeah. always going to play on that pivot, isn't he? Kante's not going to play there. Exactly. Under Sarri. Yeah, exactly. It's not happening. It, yeah. it won't happen. Sarri, you know, he's he's long in the tooth. This is the biggest job he's had. You maybe could argue Napoli, but I would probably say Chelsea. Given the context of yeah. the no, I think so, yeah. Um, I cannot see Sarri suddenly thinking, oh, okay, actually, I won't play. Mm. He, he he signed Jorginho specifically. It's it's like certain managers like certain players that they'll always sign, they'll always take one or two wherever they go. And and that's, Jorginho is Sarri's man. There's no two ways about it. You know, it was a very clean, quick transfer the, from what I remember. Mm. Because Jorginho was like, yeah, if he's there, I'll go. Mm. And that's what he'll do. And he said, if it's not Jorginho, then we'll have Cesc Fabregas in there. He, he's not going to play with Conte in that particular position. I think it can work. With, with Kanto playing in the midfield three. And I'm not saying, oh, he scored. There you go. That's yeah, the end yeah, of the of conversation. I'm saying that Kanto is a good player uh, and and is being used by Sarri. Sarri is not sticking, he's not stuck him on the bench and right, oh, forget about you. Kanto's got such great energy as we know. He's an intelligent player. Um, he's you know he's won the Premier League. He's won the World Cup for, for crying out loud. He hasn't played with the same players in those sides. I mean, playing with Danny Drinkwater in the middle of a four is not the same as playing at the base of midfield with, say, Paul Pogba for France mm. uh, when you're playing in a 4-2-3-1. You know, so he has been a bit versatile. And I mm. think that, mm. you know, we're, we're not even at the halfway stage at the season yet. So still to go. But it was it was encouraging performance. And of course, scoring a goal is always going to help yeah, matters. Absolutely. And I think as well, as particularly if, if, that can, if they can solve this problem very quickly and have everyone <clears> stop <throat> talking about this, this issue... Chelsea seem to be revealing themselves as a bit of an enigma, really. In the last sort of you know few weeks or so with those surprising, <laughs> sur- yeah, no, with those surprising defeats and also also this surprising victory. And it makes me think, like, if you look at the table, are we starting to see a more interesting title race than we thought we might? I think we thought that... The race it, for second, certainly. <laughs> the well, other they, title well, race. But at the start. City are winning that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, true. But at mm. the start of the season, Pete, we spoke about Liverpool and Man City being the likely ones and seems to be the case. But, yeah, and, 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 and Arsenal are unbeaten in 21 games or something and they're still eight points off the top. Can yeah. they? Can L- they? Liverpool, Liverpool had their best start to a league campaign in their entire history. And normally we hear that sort of stuff being banded around mm. lot, a lot. To contextualise that, we have to understand that Liverpool have won 18 league titles. Yeah. This is yeah. not this is not like mm. saying Bournemouth have had their best start to the mm-hmm. league mm. season in history, yep. or Wolves, or even someone, dare I say it, like um, Everton. Or uh, Liverpool won 18 league titles, and they've never started the season as good as they've started <laughs> yeah, yeah. today. And they've only season. just got to the top. And they're one point clear. But it's, but it's like you said, I think, last week or the week before, like Manchester City, they might have a bit of a, a stumbling block, and then they just kind of seem to... It doesn't seem to affect them as much as... Uh, other teams. It's right. going to be interesting to see what happens. Because uh, Guardiola, it's almost like, I don't want to go as far as to say that the, he might quite enjoy having a defeat on his record 
at this time of the season. Mm. But I dare say, this morning at training, he'll be using that as a good reminder, Mm. saying, look, okay, look, you're all here now. You saw what happened at the weekend. It's not easy. There's a good reminder of that. Because when you keep banging the drum and you win every week and it's easy, it's like a war. And I'm sure they don't feel like it's easy, but ultimately, the way they won the title last season... It's as easy as, ever, as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. You sometimes need a reminder. You do. And I think Guardiola can sometimes be quite philosophical, uh, philosophical Sorry, mm. uh, when he says, you know, well, we got to lose at some point. And it's almost like, I th- he spoke about this, was it last season, where he was almost sort of like, right, now we've got that over with. The, sort of the, 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 the fear of losing is, oh, are we going to lose? Are we going to lose? Yeah. Right, that's gone now. Now we can almost sort of crack on. I know it's got a weird thing to say, but I do understand it on one level. No, no I, I get it though. It's like, yeah. okay, there's a, there's, a, there's a chink in our armour we didn't know was there. Mm. So now we, we address this. Yeah. And, and, we'll, and we'll learn from it. And I think with, with what Guardiola was saying, he said, well, I thought we were fantastic. And that's the thing with him. His side played the way he wanted them to play. It didn't quite happen. Mm. I, I would say, you know, they did miss Aguero. They they didn't have too De many Bruyne chances. Too. Yeah, De Bruyne as well. But but I, th- I, I would have played Jesus, I think, given them a little bit more of a point of attack. But I mean, I don't necessarily think that's the difference between a loss and a, and a defeat. I just think the way the game went. But two of the players who've been had... a a little bit of um, controversy and some question marks around their position and their role in the team. And Kante and Louise have both been the difference in, the, in their biggest game of the season so far. Well, if we're talking about Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, Sorry, yeah, you would go around to Man City, but I, I, I want to make that point because it's funny how football does that to you because you think, right, Man City are coming to town. We all talked about how you know, it takes some going to beat them. Um, and then two of the players that don't really mm-hmm. know what they're going to be doing long-term at Chelsea... As, as far as Surrey is concerned, both both end up scoring. Yeah, well, Jim, you said about Chelsea. Um, what did you say? They're, they're a bit of an enigma side, mm. or they, you know, well, I mean, is that reflected in the player of David Luiz? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how so much criticism against Tottenham, rightly so, and then puts in a great performance like mm. that and gets his goal. And yeah. I, I, I reminded quite nicely when he sort of celebrates. I'm like, oh, I, I do like David Luiz. Yeah, I like to see him happy. Well, but this is this is the thing. <laughs> I remember Louise, the tears it? in 2014 with those yeah. Brazilian players. Oh, but as, still as haunts a, me. As a neutral, he's a, he is an interesting player like that, isn't he? Because you know oh, absolute, it, it is so up and down. He's absolute box office. Yeah, but he was great. Um, in, in again in the first half, that block on on Leroy Sané because uh-huh. that was a really really good move from, from City and like to to be that calm, so clear to your so mm. near to your goal rather is is a, is a huge thing. And he, he's not he's perhaps unfairly seen as a player who does lose his head and isn't very calm. But he's he's got more to he's got so much more to his game than he's given credit for. I think, I think when Luis makes mistakes. They're quite clear. and yes. But when he plays well, the problem is you know he's got them and you think, oh, is it coming, is it not? But when he plays well, I mean, the ball out to, out wide, for, you know, the sort of start off the, the, the first Chelsea goal was was glorious. You know, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, before we move on from this one, we have to say Raheem Sterling, of course, uh, in, in the thick of it, he posted on social media after allegedly being subjected to racist abuse during... The match it accused some sections of the media of fueling racism in their depictions and portrayals of, of young black players. And yeah, I, I actually thought he <laughs> he handled it in the only way he really felt yeah. Yeah, like he probably could. And 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 the whole point about him taking this back to the media and and giving it almost almost like taking ownership of it and and using it as a ve- using social media as a vehicle to go back to to the media on it is is in, is really interesting and also really important because. I think we've argued about this before and it's, it is depressing that we still have to have these conversations but if that guy we're talking about who we've seen caught on camera who's allegedly been racist to, to Raheem Sterling is found guilty and then banned mm-hmm. from the stadium for life which you expect would probably happen 
that doesn't solve the problem. What no. that does is solve the problem of that particular person being racist in that football ground. It doesn't solve the problem of racism as a whole. Now, of course, racism is a, is a far bigger problem to be solved by just a handful of people. But the way that he has been portrayed over the years as a player is, is far more indicative of a wider problem than just people getting angry at football games and going over the top. And I think he was right to, to, to bring it up in that way. And also, I thought he was very brave to do so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think he, he's he, he's conducted himself so brilliantly. I imagine he's so sick of this sort of thing that he's perhaps been planning this for a while almost because it, in the life of Raheem Sterling, it seems like an inevitability that you know, you're going to get um, really unfairly treated by the media. And he's, he's, he's right to focus on that being the, the, the thing that, you know, almost enables this kind of behaviour. Well, you can sort of pull back to the dog whistling in the in the nation's mm. press. And I think yeah. Luke made the point um, before, um, it's the front page rather than the back page. It ain't the sports writers, it's the it's the dickheads who write, who write the front page. But uh, you could pull back in further, the nationalist populism that seems to be uh, gripping most of Europe. But on, on, a, on a smaller level, people are sort of saying, you know, why aren't um, people around this, uh, this, this chap giving him pelters for the alleged racist abuse? Dynamically, that's just not going to happen. No. All clubs have a problem with racist vermin. Um, I'll take it back to the to the to what happened on the Tube platform in, in Paris a couple of years ago. Yeah. We're, we're racist, we're racist, and that's the way we like it. Chelsea have had a long-standing problem with this situation. I've sat in with with Chelsea fans at Stamford Bridge. Other clubs I've seen as well. Some, but the actual sort of idea... But, but I would argue that Chelsea are probably better known for that kind of behaviour than, than a lot of other Premier League clubs and, t- and top clubs. But it's very hard to stop anybody shouting anything at a football mm. match. If that's in their fucking head, they're going to fucking and, shout and it. And, to and, just, and to stop people. And they're sort of saying, it's got nothing to do with the rest of the crowd. There are more cameras at Premier League grounds than downtown fucking Beijing. That you can find what people are saying at any point during a match. You can find what people are doing at any point during a match and you can get them out of your ground. Well, and also, if you saw the, um, the, the flipping other blokes around him, now they may not have said anything racist, but the abuse they it's were giving Sterling, it's, it's ugly. Ho- it really is horrible. <clears throat> and I sort of think to myself, and people say, oh, but it's, you know, it's the spirit of the game. No, no, that's no. not the spirit of anything. You know, and, and we all have a bit of banter and all the rest of it. That is really, yeah, really angry. horrible. And yeah. I think to myself, I bet those dickheads were cheering him on when mm. he played for England. I bet they yeah. celebrated that goal he scored well, against Spain. And I know that's that's almost by the by. I don't want to sort of say, oh, therefore, if you play for England, if you haven't played for England, then you're fair game. That's not what I'm saying. But no, but no one, I mean, that, that's an interesting point. And no one needs, you know, 99.9% of people listening to this show, probably maybe even 100% of them, don't need us to tell them that racism yeah. is bad. But... Mm. Two points I want to pick up. One is the is the is the relationship that Pete mentions about the back page of the newspaper and the front page of the newspaper. I do think it's important to draw a distinction to an extent that the sports desk sits separately from the news desk, and the people who um, who write on the back page mm. of, the, of the paper don't necessarily have anything to do with the subs and the headline writers of the front page. And I, and I know a few of them, so I, and I know that to be the case. But I do think that's a bit of a convenient fig. No, massive, and I, th- yeah. I think if I was someone, an aspiring football journalist or someone who just started made their way, making their way in the world and was give, offered a job at somewhere like the Mail, for example, mm. or the Sun, who are the two main, main, main guilty parties in this type of stuff that Raheem Sterling is talking about, it would give me for pause for thought. And I'm, I am quite confused as to why certain people who have got good big positions of authority and, and responsibility and power at the sports desks, which are, let's be perfectly clear that the absolute engine room of a mm. newspaper mm. Uh, in terms of finances and that kind of stuff why they don't say more and and secondly it's also fascinating because the sun particularly 
has massively misjudged the mood of the nation in light of what happened with England in the summer mm. and players like Raheem Sterling and the Gareth Southgate type revolution. They have been proven, regardless of all their dog whistle racism nonsense, which is no mm. place in, in any civilized society anyway, but they've also come down the side of the fence where they've thought, we're still living in a time mm. where we can make or break an athlete and mm. we can make or break a famous person. Mm. And they've tried to break Raheem Sterling and mm. they haven't been able to do it. And the reason they haven't been able to do it is one, because he's obviously a very nice chap. Two, he's very talented and people support him. And three, because he's done very well for England. England have also done very well. So the some finally, some, suddenly find themselves out on their ear in a, in a landscape where that type of traditional media is less and less important. Mm. So it'll be, regardless of the racism stuff, which of course, as I said, sure. we, we need to tick the box and say that it's obviously awful, but it's always been awful and it always will be awful until it stops. I would like to see the Sun do something a little bit more honourable than they have done in the past, but I won't hold my breath. I was going to say. <laughs> no, you'd be holding yeah. your breath but, but, but no, but actually the, the sad thing about it is the reason I say that is because the sad thing is there will come a time where they'll have to do that or they won't make any money anymore. Yeah. And that's and that's how you speak to these well, people. You know, you, you hear about Rebecca Weird basically changing the entire um, direction of, of some of the titles that she's working with just simply because advertisers are getting cold feet. Yeah. That's how you get the, the the mood change. You attack the advertisers. Go after the advertiser who are advertising in yeah. the sun. Go after the advertisers who are working with these uh, organisations because they're the only ones that can change the conversation. They are the only ones. The the bottom line is the only reason why the sun is the biggest newspaper in the in the country. That is the only reason. Absolutely mm. right. Absolutely right. Let's have a weekend. We don't play any BME uh, member uh, players and let's see how shit that fucking league is. All right. <laughs> all right. Liverpool. Uh, they beat Bournemouth. They're top of the league. They're the only unbeaten side left in the Premier League. Mm. Um, their, their relentless winning is so vital. And as you said, Luke, earlier in, in, in the podcast, that it's their best start to, to a season ever. They have to be. And because of that, they're now top of the league. Very, very slightly top of the league. If that's um, Liverpool fans can be, I mean, they're going to be happy anyway. They can be really, really happy though, because something we mentioned maybe a week ago or perhaps two weeks ago, saying that they've prioritised their defence, sorted their back line out and they've stopped conceding goals but they've perhaps relinquished or sacrificed a little bit going forward. Well, last weekend just gone in a game that they've they've got a recent history playing Bournemouth. They were they were winning and they got beaten. They 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 went way out in front and they got pegged back. And I, I remember James Milner having a terrible time against Ryan Fraser. But I haven't got the details in front of me, so forgive me. It's not what I'm saying is going to Bournemouth isn't an easy fixture. No, definitely it's not. Difficult. I, mean, I understand yeah. Bournemouth are missing a few players. But, yeah, sure. But, they, but then Liverpool didn't play Mane, for example. Salah was irresistible. Yeah. He looked like the Salah of last season. Mm. He's been fine anyway. He just hasn't hit those heights as regularly this year. And they were absolutely irresistible, Liverpool. Gave, yeah, I mean, gave uh, James Milner his man of the match award. Yeah, that's very, that was very, very nice. nice touch. Mm. It's five hundredth Premier League appearance, isn't mm. it, for Milner? Which is really. Yeah, imagine he'll get maybe another thousand um, <laughs> the engine that he's got on him. But yeah, I mean, what I found really interesting about Salah's performance was that um, they Liverpool started with a four four two, and so often you know you think, well, is it the system that has, has shown this huge, huge like uptake in in mm-hmm. in, in Salah's um, goal return? Um, but but evidently not. No, and it's it's, it's just. Taking him a little while to, to readjust, doesn't it? I mean, it's easy to he's get. He's still scoring. Had, yeah, oh, absolutely. He's still scoring at a very good rate. I mean, if he was having this season last season, everyone would still be going, wow. Mm. Like, is it, it, he'd probably still be the best signing of the summer mm-hmm. with, with these sort of um, the performances because it's not like he hasn't been scoring, as you say. But he had a, he had a difficult injury at the end of last season. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, that affects your mobility a lot. So that probably takes a while to get back from. You've got to get fresh again. And um, yeah, he was irresistible. The third goal. Um, I, I love the I love how he did that. He, 
it, it looked like one of those chances where, where when he rounded the keeper, but but the, some defenders got got back in front of goal. You think, oh, has this chance gone a little bit? But that little flick to the so side, easy. like yeah, so exactly so. Mm. And we know that it's not that easy. Completely, but he makes it look so. Completely, and 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 that game again was a reminder about the strength and depth in Liverpool's squad that they have, because Manny wasn't playing. With Shakiri's now coming in now. Shakiri mm. often starts, you know, but Klopp can rotate the squad a bit more. He can give players a bit of freshness. It, you know, I'm I'm not sure if if Firmino's not there. Um, you have to have a little bit of a reshuffle. I'm not sure Daniel Sturridge is a maybe. I know he scored that great goal away at Chelsea and so on, and he's still got a bit of talent. Yeah. It, you know, but like any team, if you get injuries to key players, you know, mm. Virgil Van Dijk, for example, then they're going to suffer. But you could point the the finger as we have done with Manchester City talking about Aguero and De Bruyne yeah. moments earlier I, if Man City lose Man City lose Fernandinho they look, they look like they'll, they'll struggle a bit oh well. yeah I mean how vital he is with yeah. his, uh, with his um, he's the one area of the pitch they haven't got reinforcements mm, of that level in yeah um, so I, I think that you are looking at the two best side the two but the, the, the best squads as well I know you know Spurs have got a decent squad but it's not quite Liverpool mm. uh, and certainly not Manchester City because Man City is probably the best squad in the world at the moment you could argue and it is a squad game so I, I, I really hope Liverpool can go the distance with them and it's yeah. funny that we're saying that because we again we are assuming that Man City, Manchester City are going to go the distance yeah. and can Liverpool catch them I get the impression that, that Klopp is managing the squad very well too I mean like how, how much does Divock Origi look like he's back in from the cold now yeah another one. one I mean obviously you know he's, he's, he's worked that position himself by, by scoring that important goal against Everton but um, yeah I mean you you need that especially going into Christmas because you were going to need those players that don't feature as much to come in and feel valued yeah. and be able to make a contribution knowing that it might you know affect them later on in the year well, and they've I got think, a really yeah, he's in a good spot they've got a really key next couple of games haven't they Liverpool they play Napoli in the Champions League and they mm. play United at home next weekend yeah and interestingly Man, uh, Man City have Everton don't they so mm. There we are. Despite their four-one win against Fulham, you'd expect Mourinho to defend mm. that old uh, Anfield, and then defend himself in the press conference afterwards. Mm. Yeah, is it Anfield? Or is attack it at people attacking um, him as a way of defending himself before anyone <laughs> said anything. Yeah, they're playing Anfield. Yeah. Oh, there we are. All right, ladies and gentlemen. After the break, more Premier League. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are we saving money? No water. Saving money for January. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails with PTD. It is time for emails with PTD. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! You've got mail. A chance for you to get all of the bees out of your bonnet. And I say that just to set up the fact that I haven't changed the production. Your bee, uh, the bee in your bonnet this week is uh, racism. Yes. That's fair enough. Mm. That's fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. It's a, it's a nice, it's a, not a nice bee. The bee is the bee in the bonnet. The bee can be nice, but the thing the bee is angry with can be horrible. What are you talking about? I'm just saying that I but you're, the point nice is you're bee. angry because you've got a bee in your bonnet. The bee is supposed to be the bad thing, not the good thing. Which I think oh. is detrimental to bees, who are very no. important to our ecosystem. Mm. Why? Are they, why are we haven't got yeah. bees? Yeah, I don't know. Crying out loud. Yeah. <sighs> um, Schwa, hello, Schwa. Uh, I hope you're well. Thank you, Schwa. That's very nice. I'm all right. I like his name. He isn't. I like his name. Just carrying on from the foreign last names in the Premier League. See Frank the Farmer. Uh, Hansen Huddle uh, means oh, Hansen Huddle rather uh, means rabbit hutch. No Is that way. Right? Yeah. I did give it a Google. I couldn't find anything. So oh, that might you be, carry on. That I'll, might I'll, be silly. Get, I'll try, uh, get and, get on that. I'll try and Google Translate it. Um, hi, Pete. This is from Tim Concannon uh, from Boston. Your puns are stale, mate. <laughs> Good. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you literally asked for that. Yeah. Bit rich, isn't it, from a man called Tim Concannon? That's got to be rich, hasn't it? Hassan Huttle's coming back with no. No, I'm not no. having that. But mm. I thought I'd bring it to the table just in case anyone Fair can. Uh, it's not a fact check, kind of. Rob Wildy. Uh, hello, Ramblers. Uh, listening to your email about Man United security workers who were sacked for refusing entry to uh, uh, the club's chief executive brought back a memory. Years ago, a friend of mine worked for Birmingham City in a corporate events role. One evening, the club hosted an event for another uh, Premier League executive. Yes, we were in the Premier League many moons ago. Uh, my friend was signing the guests in and welcoming, welcoming, welcoming them to the event uh, and handing out the ID passes. He was under strict orders from Karen Brady not to let anyone enter the event without an ID pass. Soon after, Brady, who had earlier left the room to deal with another task, walked back in without her pass and wasn't challenged. Ooh. Later that evening, my friend was fired and told by Karen Brady that Ooh. her walking back into the room without her pass was a test. Oh, wow. And no. the friend had failed. Needless to say, there was no one happier than my friend when Brady eventually left the club. Oh, Kazza B. And that uh, year, he didn't win The Apprentice because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a trick. I hope Alan Sugar fired him. Mm. Yeah. And on says uh, Accrington Stanley striker Billy Key used to be the king of the school bus. Uh, on the 30 minute journey between Leicestershire villages, he would administer nuggies, dead arms, gob out the windows, and, oh, <laughs> and even no. force his disgusting mouth retainer into the mouths of terrified children. We don't know. Oh, oh no. We don't know the. Uh, <laughs> He's awful. <laughs> I mean, he's mugging himself off there, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah he's he got to put that in his own mouth. In a way, he's kissed all those kids. Yeah. <laughs> by the rules of the school bus. <laughs> yeah. uh, so thank you for that. And uh, if you want to get to the show, shutthefootballramble.com. And we don't know whether Billy Key uh, rumour is true or not. Still wears braces. Mm. Did nobody yeah. email in asking about the giant jigsaw piece puzzle? Oh, yeah. That giant was giant jigsaw piece So at the Bournemouth-Liverpool game, behind one of the corner flags, right. there was a man oh, yeah. who I think, mm. Marcus, and... Jim went to university with us. <laughs> Might have been Sean Osborne's mate. I was joking. No, you know Sean Osborne. Sorry yeah, about this, yeah. everyone listening. Um, <laughs> did he sing or "If Only God Was One of Us"? Well, he now works at Bournemouth <laughs> University. We can have this chat. And, after. and he was talking on Facebook about it, so I think oh, we might have actually known him. Anyway, yeah. anyway, there's a massive giant jigsaw piece, oh. right? And the reason I brought it up with the guys on what we do this in the WhatsApp group. We'll You've solved the puzzle. We'll do it now. 
I passed the challenge. Is, is that <laughs> there's a guy dressed up as a big jigsaw puzzle piece, yeah. and it's got Bournemouth University on it. Oh. And I'm thinking, surely you're trying to advertise Bournemouth University to to, to university aged teenagers. Mm. So you think they're going to love a, a really big. <laughs> Jigsaw puzzle peaks. Mm. Let's, let's, oh yeah, God, they've got jigsaws at university. I'm going to go there. I like Bournemouth. It. I'm against what it. What would you prefer? He also a big alcopop. A rather large appendage <laughs> as well. My, with the jigsaw piece? Yeah, because he had That's like, rather he had adult. skin-tight yeah. purple leggings Oh yeah, he's dressing at the right. I saw the jigsaw piece. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jigsaw right. piece. Dancing with a look right next to his, right, right, right at his piece. The Bournemouth jigsaw dresses to the right. He does. He does. <laughs> Can no. exclusively reveal that. So what just, yeah. this has gone very university all of a sudden, hasn't it? Mm. Why wouldn't should... you just have like a DN, like a DNA um, string, strand, string, like in Jurassic Park? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd mm. be very good. Mm. Uh, let's talk about West Ham United. They beat Crystal mm. Palace three two. They're up to tenth, just five points off sixth. Pellegrini has challenged his players to finish in the top six this season. I love I think, that. I think to myself, well, hang on, mate. You've just put a fair bit of distance between you and the relegation teams. Aim high, yes, but <laughs> top six. I mean, suppose there are only five amb- points of it, though, Jim. It, it's ambitious, isn't it? But I mean, you know, it, it's Manuel Pellegrini. You should be demanding a lot, and there, there are He's good players there. The Premier League, exactly. Mate, okay. And I think that's exactly what that's what they need. That's what they want. And this is what West Ham was sold uh, before they moved into the new stadium. This is they were told that this was the sort of ambition they would have. They were told that this was the sort of manager that they would have. And uh, yeah, good on him. I mean, or is this? A test, a la Karen Brady. <laughs> it could well be a test. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you fail it though? Finish seventh. I think to be if fair, they celebrate finishing seventh, he's yeah, like, right. You're out. No end you. of season. They do. spent 103 million or something. didn't they? they have spent a few quid. Yeah, and I know that's not like Man City or Man United levels, but it is a decent amount. I don't know. According to Jose Mourinho, that's much more than Man United. I uh, may not. They spent like 400 million. <laughs> I it's, know. Just, it's just Mourinho just doesn't want to talk about it because Man City has spent 500 million. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, as I say, West Ham now 11 points above the relegation zone, and we thought that perhaps the, with the, with the sort of the the better performances of like West Ham can now. Put a uh, put a bit of clear blue water in between themselves and the relegation because a club like West Ham, Pellegrini and Charles, some of the players they've got on that stadium and all mm-hmm. that, you, you just don't want a, a season where they're looking over their shoulder. Yeah. They should be looking ahead, and that's what Pellegrini is challenging. Well, them to this do. performance very much seemed like that, didn't it? Because I wasn't at the game, but you know, based on what I, what I saw in the highlights, the atmosphere sounded amazing. And obviously, you know, TV can be quite misleading Certainly sometimes, better, but yeah. it sounded brilliant. And compared to how it has been in the past, it sounded absolutely rocking. And yeah. three fantastic goals, mm. really, yeah. really good to see. And, 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 you know, the, the, the last couple of games, including the Palace game, they obviously went a goal down in that one and uh, managed to battle back. The game against Cardiff, they at nil-nil, Cardiff got a penalty, which they then missed. So that key moment really sort of spurred them on. But what what we're saying about West Ham under Pellegrini is that the next five games really are key for them. If you look at the fixture list for them, if, if they've got serious ambitions, mm-hmm. then they need to win. Every, they've won three in a row now in the Premier League. They need to win every single one of the next five games, which are Fulham away, Watford at home, Southampton away, Burnley away, and Brighton at home. Well, by the law of averages, I think if they won, if they won three or four, that would be... Certainly if they won four, that would be good going. Obviously, it depends on the manner of the defeat of the other one. But No, no but I mean... If to win talk, all five is quite tall. It is, but if we're talking finishing sixth... You've got to win then, those games. Well, true. And, and I suppose a good thing for West Ham is that, you know, Arnautovic being injured, they didn't look like they missed him in no. that game. You know, they've got Chicharito coming in there. Big Andy Carroll! Mm. He came on. Yeah, Perez. <laughs> Remember the name? Recently. It's less <laughs> a football career, more a sort of series of reminders. <laughs> yeah. A shadow. Yeah. 
and there. Like yeah. guest, guest appearances. It's but like with, he's gone straight to cameo. Yeah. What, what I love about Felipe Anderson is it, it's it's going uh, really well. And that's the kind of signing you see a player like that go to a club like West Ham and, and you think, oh, what happened to him? And yeah. then he goes back to somewhere uh, on the continent. They're, they're quite good at that, aren't they? Well, I thought to Payet myself... Payet was obviously a similar well, example before that all The way sour. Felipe Anderson's going... He could be the mm. that type of player that the, the Pyatt came. I think it was a surprise that they got him. Yeah. But but I, yeah. I like I like the uh, the chat about the top six because what he's essentially saying is we're going to finish above Man United. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that is that is essentially <laughs> what he's because saying. Because the top five are now eight points clear of Man United yep. in sixth. Yep. And in perspective, they are thirteen points clear of West Ham in eleven. And so there's a little mini league now that five. And let's not forget, you know, former Man City manager Manuel Pellegrini. Yeah, exactly. How much would he love to finish? Oh, what what number of important manager am I in the Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> Ranieri's two and you're one. What am I? Yeah, Zabaleta's behind him going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Go on. Do him. Do him in. <laughs> Do him. Yeah. So well done to West Ham. Robert Snodgrass got a, got a, uh, a goal as well. Yeah, I was surprised it was his first goal for West Ham. Well, he slimmed down. He stayed out the gym like Lukaku. He 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 um he was. Really heavily linked, which is going back to Aston Villa permanently this right. this season. Like in the summer, everyone was talking about what was going to happen. Yeah. But he's become a bit of a key player he for them. Just though. wanted to play in claret and blue, mate. He, well, quite. He's and, doing all right, and he is. He'll take any team. Although but, there's not that much blue in this kit. Thank no, you, Marcus. <laughs> Zaha and Townsend have been poor, haven't they, recently as well? Is that for, for Palace, and that's part part of the problem. Townsend did score a very good goal recently. Yeah, didn't add to his tally. That's yet. why that's you went to pro football because you were just dying out on a goal you score for weeks to come, and yeah. you never do anything yeah. else. Last, last goal to score this season, I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. Firstly, how bloody dare you? Sorry, it's not the only reason you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't uh, give everybody the full facts. Yeah. And uh, and secondly, there's a lot more of the season to go for Townsend to get True. those three goals. I mean, it's just inexplicable that you decide that you like him so much and rate him against all the evidence to the contrary. Mm. Well, what about that goal the other week? It's a nice one. It was a lovely goal, wasn't yeah. it, Jim? Stop thinking that just because you say something like it's a voiceover in a Bisto advert, <laughs> it means something. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, yes. All right, let's move on then to another side of playing Clarenbury. Burnley they've got a great win at home against Brighton huge win Sean Dyche said he was relieved mm. I'm relieved yeah it never sounds relieved but we have to take his word for it of course <laughs> yeah. uh, and this, uh, this I, time... I think just saying it in his voice does sound like he's relieved <laughs> oh I'm relieved ah oh, bestow I'm relieved <laughs> oh that's the stuff oh. yeah. <laughs> do you reckon he makes it nice when he sits down he's uh. an older gentleman now uh. yeah I mean I do that I make so imagine, that imagine that well, yeah. oh god that must like, sound like a bunch of gravel in a wood chipper that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah this time last season easy to forget that Burnley were just about this time last season were, were in the top four <laughs> yeah madness they were fifth weren't they this time last year I think they were about fifth but they, I think they got into the top four um you know, about a year ago. Uh, but anyway, it, it's very different this season, of course, for them. It, this was a Burnley with a much more grittier performance than we've seen. They kept a clean sheet and, and that's what worked well last season. And I think Dyche has realised, well, of course he's realised what he's been saying recently is, you know, we need to pull our socks up. We all need to be moving as a unit in the same direction. And they and they got more of this. They played against the Brighton side who are performing better than them this season so far. And now Burnley, they're up to 17th on, on 12 points. And with Huddersfield, Southampton and Fulham all losing, it was, it was a good week end for them and they mm. desperately needed that generally. yeah Brighton are very poor away from home generally I know they've had a decent result here or there but you know you do still worry for Burnley because they don't score a huge amount of goals as we all know and they relinquished a lot of possession to Brighton in this game I think Brighton has something like 63% possession Yeah, I know it's not really Burnley's game to knock the ball about and, and I'm not saying it's a less legitimate way of playing but but against Brighton you shouldn't be yeah Brighton has 63%, 63% possession in 14 shots and it's almost like 
if you if you try and do that every game, yeah. it's going to come back. And but you just put so much pressure on your defensive unit. The result was Burnley last season. The performance a bit more. But as you say, Brighton. I mean, Brighton should have scored. They had a couple of chances. That's right. And one of Burnley's best players this season, we've said before, is Joe Hart, and and he has played very, very well. Now Burnley have had decent goalkeepers in in recent seasons, of course. So it's not that um, surprising for for Burnley to have a decent player between the sticks. But that win, they've they've got to keep doing what they they did I, I, last I, season because yeah. because there's no point in trying to play a different style. There's no point in trying to. We're deep into the season now. They got what are you smirking at, Jim? I'm smirking at the fact that I read recently that Andy Gray said Joe Hart was 36. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. So <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. I regret asking you. Well, honest. I mean, I was, it was <laughs> a private smirk. <laughs> no, I know. It's all my fault, smirking ladies and gentlemen. for money. Because of me, we've had a mention of Andy Gray on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologise. I sincerely do. Um, so, yes, good win for, for, for Burnley. I, I, I just think, you know, you're yeah. not, they're not going to play a team as profligate as Brighton every week. Yeah. And I think Hart only made a couple of saves in that game because Brighton mm-hmm. was so it, wasteful yeah I think they probably were yeah and mm-hmm. and yeah there you go we're still worried for you Sean we're still worried for you mm-hmm. uh, let's go down into the football league shall we it's been a little while let's go straight to league one because Portsmouth extended their league their league it is their league yeah. uh, they extended <laughs> their lead at the top of the at the top of the league to six points it's happening it is ha- Pompey are on for promotion. Can they continue their reverse up the Pompey Highway? This is less a league season, more a UK tour. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the lot of cities around. Well, the no, in England, in England tour. Yeah, oh, sorry, you English it. tour. Yeah. You're like Ariana Grande. Next, yeah, next, next, next one. league, please. <laughs> next one, yeah. Easy. We only lost one game all season in the league. It's impressive. That was ages ago. We won four in a row in the league, in, in the league now and. In Ronan Curtis, we've got one of the best young players in League One. Exciting young find. Only 22, got one from Derry City. When's he off to Southampton? Don't know. Don't know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if he, if he wants to go to Southampton, I mean, he's basically going to be moving to a club in the same division, isn't he? Oi, oi. <laughs> See you in the Championship next time. I mean, are you, are you getting a little bit excited about the yeah. possibility of, of that becoming reality? Because he's downplaying reality. Do you want to know what gives me confidence? Is it last, our manager is Kenny Jackett, and last time this happened with a Kenny Jackett yeah. side, I think it was Wolves, and they got like 103 points yeah. or something. He's just relentless. He they're, knows they're, it. They're, 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 they should be doing well in League One. Um, he's had his little dry run last season, and now they're just, they're just going for it. It's just all working well for them. They've got, they've got great confidence, good players. Uh, and they're in the winning habit, which is obviously really important. Yeah, Sunderland though, they they are speaking they, of dry runs. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, I mean, they, they uh, are third, seven points behind Portsmouth with a game in hand. They played Acton's and Stanley away. Match was abandoned after seventy six minutes, at one all due to waterlogged pitch. Annoying to get to seventy six minutes. <laughs> Call it earlier. I thought it, it was a result after seventy five, but they must have changed that. Oh, really? Yeah, it used to be 75 minutes the result stood. Is that right? I think so, yeah. No, it like must have Duckworth, changed. Duckworth Lewis well, Maybe, yeah, but it must have changed. Do you remember when Real Madrid played a cup game or something and they, they stopped it after 84 minutes and then they went all went back to the stadium and played the last 60 yeah. minutes? Yeah. That's piss poor behavior. Yeah. I hope you have to pay for an extra ticket for that. Oh, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> Imagine that. You, you should have at least have like a kind of a former Madrid, like an ex-former players, a former players penalty shootout or something to give the fans something. You well, can't yeah, just a six minutes of action. Introduce a bit of a few celebrities in there. Yeah. 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 To you really, the... you know, uphold the integrity of the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in like an extra, so the game's over and you think, well, you all turned out for this six minutes. Mm. That bloke over there, he went to the toilet, he missed most of the game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bloke guy, sitting down you? with his hot dog over there, he, he doesn't know yeah. what's happening. I don't think they're going to open the concession stand <laughs> for a six minute game. Just <laughs> Real Madrid we're talking yeah. about, mate. Makes it, it, They've got their integrity to keep. Right, we're only doing microwave meals. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cold food only. I'll do you a piece of toast or something. You can have oh. a bag of minstrels. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, League two. Sol Campbell lost his first game in charge of Macclesfield 1-0 away at Colchester. Sol's soldiers are bottom of the league. Six points from safety. I mean, 1-0 away from Macclesfield, that's not a bad result. Do you know what? They should be singing, (laughs) we got soul and we are a soldier. (laughs) We got soul and we are... That's something in that. But it might just sound sarcastic because they are so bad. Yeah, Campbell though, he looked looked enthusiastic. I I think this could be... Start of a beautiful friendship. I would love to see him Genuinely be an amazing manager. I would as well. Here's my fear for it, though. Joking aside, we know Sol's a bit of an old character. We've all got fears about this. My fear is that he's going to be, he's, he's for whatever reason, um, he's had to go and take a job at Macclesfield Town, right? He's done a bit of coaching before, passed his badges, was a great player. I don't, we don't know him personally. We've got a re- he's got a reputation that's been a bit odd, so that's might have stood in his way. Of course, he thinks the fact that he's black has stood in his way, mm-hmm. and that's a situation that should be taken seriously. My fear, though is that he's going to be pigeonholed as a bad manager yeah. because he's had to take this job and it's the only job he could yeah. get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and, and I don't know if that, in fact, I suspect strongly that it won't be a decent reflection of what his abilities are. Completely. If you take out the, you know, the personality involved, would you think of somebody starting their first job, taking over at a team that's struggling so badly that they're at the bottom of the league system? Yeah. Would it be unreasonable for that person to fail? Of course, it wouldn't be. So no, exactly. yeah, you're completely right. So he's, a, he's probably he's probably hoping that it's a bit of a free hit for him. Yeah, and he shows enough that people go all right. Or maybe even if they do get relegated, he stays in the national league and he and he beds down there and tries to bring them back. It's been a while since they've had any sort of success at all, Macclesfield. Of course, you, if you don't count them getting promoted from the, the national league back up into League Two, so. Yeah, a difficult situation for him. They, they showed something against Newcastle in the um, mm. checker trade, didn't they? They, they mm. got back on level terms. They got knocked out in the penalty shootout, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So they, they, they battled back against a good young team. No, so we want Sol to do well. I think so, yeah. I think, I think we, should be, we should be pulling for him, actually. Damn right. Damn bloody right. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, we're going to talk about the Copa Libertadores final and the WhatsApp group. See you in a minute. <laughs> need the bar right now so if you see the incidents today i think we need the bar welcome back to the football ramble everybody the preview show sponsored by bet 365 is out on thursday we don't need a new better do we luke no, no we don't we what don't a... need another better. steve uh brought in 187 pound 50 go on steve oh, yeah. prostate cancer he called it didn't he uk he Mate, did stop mm. the faff it was a brave shout and we'll be looking to him for another bet uh, on thursday show because he has firmly got his buttocks uh, he's made laying in that hot seat. Yes. Do you think that's why no one can do three? Just gets too hot. Yeah, too, yeah, too hot. Just sears your buttocks. What I would say to Steve is ahead of Thursday, put an extra pair of pants on. Mm. Yeah, insulate yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah, because it does get very hot. Oh, bring like a phone book. I'm, I'm particularly yeah. impressed with with Steve already because other uh, best betters they start off. Obviously, any bet is um, you know it, it can be tricky even if you're betting on. You know, Man City. A dead cert. Exactly. Whereas uh, usually people with the first bet, you think, yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Obviously, a bit of a tricky one to see that yeah. happen. Whereas Steve went for the underdogs there. Yeah, and he's also intimated, as he said in his email last week, that on the third one, if he gets that far, he's going to go out, really out there. Yeah. So I wonder if he'll maintain that uh-huh. if he gets there. But good for him. Anyway, we need a new one. We need a, another bet from Steve on Thursday, so we'll look out for that. Look forward to that. Mm-hmm. All right, the couple of Bertadores final second leg actually happened, and River. Plate are the champions of South America. They won 3-1 after extra time, 5-3 on AG. Yeah, yeah. the match finally concluded in Madrid. 
a bit strange. Just, wow. Yeah, I mean, in one sense, amazing to have the final at such a stage, yeah. which perhaps attracted a more global audience, although it didn't seem they were struggling with a global audience at the time. But such a shame, on another hand, that it happened in a different yeah. continent. But if you if you look if you take all that into account, like it's, it's, this is one of the strangest games in the history of football, really. If you look at everything around it and all of the different circumstances that went into making it so bizarre, mm-hmm. but the intensity of it is is to be, I, I think, needs to be enjoyed separately. The game itself was still an incredible spectacle, and like. I've, it's the Bernabeu. We've been to the Bernabeu. You know, we, we've been to... You and I, Marcus, have been to a Champions League final together and you, you guys have all been to Champions League finals. The atmosphere at those games is amazing. And that was really something else, though, in that stadium. Yeah. Like it, when you look at South American football, the the, the insane sort of passion in, in the stands, it, 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 it feels really colourful and really strange, but it also feels quite removed. So to see it in a more... A more familiar setting. I know what you like, mean. Like, like, like the Bernabeu, it, it really brings home like quite how insanely loud and brilliant that is. And when Boca scored, I, even though I knew the score, like l- l- looking at the highlights, like I-, I worried for them. I was like, you can't, <laughs> you can't expend that much energy and not suffer for that later. Their goal was a beauty as well. Yeah. Mm, very um, well taken. I, I'm surprised you're using Champions Leagues as an example there because Champions League finals in my experience are just too, they're a bit sanitised. Really? Well, I, my experience with that was very different. Uh, fair enough. I I, I, um, I would sort of say, you know, it's, it had the atmosphere of a really big derby game times like 100. Yeah. And, and I don't know the detail that much on this because I'm not that up on South American club football but they had to play the game at the Bernabeu because of the crowd trouble. And was it deemed that... They didn't have to. No. Yeah, but well, not... well, I think Madrid offered them a deal where they would take care of all the security as well and give them a stadium to play in because Comabol are so skint due to right. uh, many indiscretions in the past. Right. Um, so they've just got no... They haven't got enough money. They'd only sold the TV rights. The game had to be played or they'd be in hock. So, but um, I just, my, my question was going to be... What would have been insulated Bocker against River complaining if they had been beaten that oh yeah we didn't get to play a home game? Well, absolutely. Mm. But I well, mean, this uh, is the problem. I mean, there is. Well, I the... thought it was because River fans were guilty of 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 of, of assaulting. Bocca well, that's players, why they got, that's they why they got they punished. Well, there's Brinkley. talk okay. that there will still likely be a legal challenge from Bocker saying that this game should never have happened huh. for X, Y, Z reasons. Well, especially because like the last time they played, it was the Bocker fans on the River team, wasn't it? Or was it the the Bocker bus was attacked by the River fans. Right. Okay. So the last time the complete reverse happened, somebody sliced their way into the players' tunnel and tear gassed one of the a, right. a few of the players, yeah. and they got banned from the competition. So is an anyone coming out of any credit round, on this front? No, no, I don't think well, they are. Well, the tear gas manufacturers are coining it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, they're not, Luke, and that's. I mean, that's painfully obvious, sadly, for, for a lot of Argentinians. They're just, this was why Jim said it was so weird because despite this game, yes, of course, when the, the whistle goes, the passions are there and the yeah. intensity is there. But really, I mean, the, you know, the reason why they played it in Madrid, as Pete said, the, the, the Real Madrid offered it, I think, they straight away. I don't think anyone else in South America offered, yeah. as, as you know, and understandably so, you know, it gives you a bit of a headache hosting that game. Uh, also, the, the head of um, the South American uh, Football Association said, uh, Madrid is an exceptional decision in, in exceptional circumstances. I did find it, find it funny when he said, we found out that there are over 350,000 Argentinians living in Spain, so we wanted to give them the opportunity to do this match and feel it and I thought well it sounds quite funny in one sense yeah. oh they're all over there well, we might as well go yeah. there but of course what he's saying is 
they knew that if they took the game there, Argentinians would turn up and watch yeah, the match. Yeah. And I think that's why. And, and, and I think it had to be played in a faraway land because... Only 4,000 from each club roughly went to, to go and watch the game, which is a great shame I'm in one sense. I'm fairly certain that Copa Libertadores, the Libertadores is about the ending of Spanish occupation yeah. and the colonisation of that actual... Is country. that right? So yeah. That's an extra fuck you to the fans, if Oh, anything. my goodness. It's a bit well, of Stockholm syndrome going on. What a mess. <laughs> yeah. Appropriately enough, given uh, um, Bocca's colours. Yes, absolutely right. The, the dictionary definition that. of futile was when River's third goal, where the keeper gone up for the corner, yeah. and, that, yeah. and that poor Bocker defender running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wasn't yeah. going to get anywhere near it. Still ran yeah. as hard as he could, though. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, the rest of the River team were celebrating before he put that away, yeah. and like that might sound really arrogant, but you know, well, you, the game was won. And, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely fair in in a sense. But you've got to be gutted for Bocker, you know, they, you they, do, in particular. Yeah, that was it. The last two-legged final in the Copa Libertadores. It's fair to say that the um, <clears throat> the um, hype definitely was was realised yes. <laughs> when, we that, when, when we found out that were, these two were going to play against each other. I think the drama, even though we don't condone a lot of the behaviour, the drama definitely lived up to what we expected. Mm, that's mm. right, that's right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, talking of drama, it's time to open the WhatsApp group. Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, no, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! Welcome, everybody. Oh, speaking of drama and expectation, mm. Harry Redknapp is now the king of the jungle. Yeah. How'd that happen? I've not ever seen it. I've not seen a single. I second haven't of seen this. a thing of it, but we I have saw, to mention I it. I saw one episode and I thought, oh, I realise why everyone watches this show. It's really good. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I enjoyed the Did episode you? that I watched. I'm a celebrity. Harry get me Redknapp out of here. came across as a genuinely sweet, sweet man. Who well, Old Red has said that uh, football can be a lonely experience and that the show had taught him how to laugh again. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes. Luke, you want to I didn't on see that? any of it. I can't tell you anything about it. I saw it being on, on the running order and I thought, oh no, what am I going to say about this? Do you, <laughs> do you forgive him for all that stuff? Because <laughs> he ate a lot of worms in the jungle or something. Yeah, before what happened at Portsmouth. I think, actually, mate, <laughs> if, if you didn't know that context, if someone had said to you in the past, look, will you forgive Redknapp if he goes into a jungle and eats loads of worms? <laughs> you would probably go... Yeah, you know what? I'd take that. I'll say, I would yeah. have said, I'd like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. Sean Day should be up for it. Yeah. I wonder if that puts Harry closer or further away, closer to the away job. from a, 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 any sort of management job. Yeah, I think yeah. he's done, as Maybe he? he'll start doing the reality show uh, circuit. Merry go round, yeah. What yeah. a step backwards if yeah. after Gareth Southgate, Harry Redknapp gets the gig because he won loads of reality shows. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how everyone should be judged. Yeah. Or get, or get the England job. Well, How do you get on in the jungle? This whole podcast has been a, a terrible reality show from the start. <laughs> if I knew, and of, you have been judged. If any, if any, if I knew any of the YouTube football teams, I'd say go and manage them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've never sounded so old. You know, you know about YouTube. You're one I, of these I, I can't people. keep track, Luke. You're part into the F two boys. Where well, those two lads who kick the footballs around? Peter. You, you made a video about them slagging them off once. <laughs> Can you keep track with Shola Amiobi's sartorial choices? Right. I'm not. I thought he looked great on the telly, but I, I think he looks great in everything. I it's do as well. I, I don't mind a pinstripe suit. No, oh, but it was, was a big right pinstripe suit. Suit like he. But chalkstripe, Jim. Well, it's like know? he was going to a party, like fancy dress party that was Bugsy Malone themed. What's wrong with that? And he went into his nearest peacocks and he. He's peacocks. in like 10 minutes. I used to work in Peacock. Is that what Michael Ashley just bought? <laughs> Seven That's why Shola's got it on. He's still still. I reckon it was somewhere. a House of Fraser suit. And I reckon Shola, who was, <laughs> by the way, Shola, who was slagging off Mike Ashley last, yesterday on the telly, yeah. I reckon Mike Ashley might have given him a text saying, That's the last time I give you a free suit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and we'll finish with uh, St. Mirren's Adam Hamill scoring an absolute beauty from inside his own half against ex Liverpool keeper Adam Bogdan. 
Yeah, that was last yeah. Wednesday. They played again at the weekend. Mm. True. They played Livingston at the weekend, didn't they? And then... Um, have we not been active, that, active enough on the WhatsApp group yeah, for you, Marcus? We, we could have um, we could have talked about it on Thursday, is what I'm saying, because it was last Wednesday. I know, uh, but it was... Uh, we don't have the WhatsApp group on the... On the I, although I did like his comment, Adam Hammer, afterwards where he said, I picked up a loose ball, took a few touches, and the defence just seemed to back off. There were four of them, and I thought, I'm an old man. I can't outrun any of them. I might as well have a go. <laughs> Inside his own half. Yes. yes. Love it. I love that. <laughs> Bloody love that. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been a roller coaster ride. Whoa. And, uh, and we've had a lovely time. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. See ya. Say goodbye, PTD. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Jimmy C. Goodbye. And bye from me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.